Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Stand across the room for the reading of God's Word. I'm coming to you today from the book of Psalms. I'm going to be teaching from our series, Adore Him. The Lord spoke to me that during this Christmas season, that as we race toward Christmas, that I point every heart toward worshiping and praising the Lord. Uh, we're coming here from the book of Psalms. This Psalms 103 was actually written by David. David was a Renaissance man. Come on, somebody. He would, he would kill you and then write a song about it. Come on. He was a, he was a warrior and a worshiper. How many of you know sometimes you got to fight and worship? Can I get a witness? But we're coming here from Psalms 103. Verse 1 says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Watch this, y'all. And forget not all his benefits. I wonder if anybody feels like you've been benefited by serving the Lord. The Bible said he forgives all your iniquities, he heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, somebody say good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Then the Bible said in verse 20, bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all ye host, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Would you like to do that right now? Would you just like to bless the Lord? Come on, bless the Lord till your neighbor thinks you're a little bit strange. Till. You, you know, on, on social media, they do things on Thursdays, from what I understand, called Throwback Thursday. They say this picture is a throwback picture. Uh, this is me back in the day. Come on, back when I had hair. Back when the hair was actually mine. Come on, somebody. This is me back in the day when I was uh, slimmer or whatever. You were a little bit younger. That's a throwback, your throwback picture. The Lord said, I want you to teach today on a throwback praise. He said, there's some people that ought to be able to look back at how good I've been. And even if I don't do anything else, which I will, but based on what I've already done, they ought to be able to give me a praise. I dare you to praise him over what he's already done. Come on, some of y'all are wanting to do the next thing and you haven't even praised him for the last thing. Go ahead and praise him for what he's already done. This is my throwback praise. Father, we lift up our hands before you right now and we're asking you to release anointing and revelation. God, I pray that I wouldn't complicate your word, but I would make it plain and it would be real and it would be relative to the hearts and lives of people. Devil, I inform you that you have no influence over this service. I rebuke you and take authority over you right now. I declare you do not hold out salvation, miracles, or healing. I declare that even as I'm preaching, people are being healed because the Bible said he sent his word and healed our diseases. Cancer will dry up while I preach. Back problems will be healed while I preach. Blood disorders will be healed while I preach the word. I give you praise, mighty God. Come on, give the Lord a great big praise if you love him. 
You, you can be seated. If your neighbor doesn't like to praise the Lord, your neighbor's gonna be very uncomfortable around you the rest of this service because I'm gonna press you to praise. And I'm telling you, as good as God has been to you, you ought not have any reason giving him glory. Hallelujah. Today I wanna to talk to you about the seven steps of praise. Last week I talked about the Tehillah praise. It was the praise that goes public. And I'm telling you, this, this building almost burned down. It was amazing. How many of you remember last week and how powerful that was? But today I wanna to talk to you about one of the seven steps of praise called Barak. And Barak means this, it means to kneel, to adore, to bow before the Lord as king. It means to reverence the Lord. And last week, we talked about a public praise, a praise that is so powerful that you don't care who sees you praise the Lord. It's a praise that is so radical, you don't care who's watching. Because when you think about the goodness of Jesus and everything he's done for you, it's really hard to be quiet, hallelujah. But, but this praise that I wanna to talk to you about is not necessarily a private praise, but it is a personal praise. It is a praise that is reflective. It is a praise that says, God, you have been so good to me. You have brought me so far. You have been so faithful. How can I be silent now when I look back and see that all you've brought me through and all you've brought me to has been because you're a good, good God? Has God been good to anybody in the house today? It's reflective. It's that praise that acknowledges that maybe you're not where you want to be, but you're sure not where you used to be. <laughs> There's people who want to dog you out, but they don't know the totality of how far God has actually really brought you. See, see, don't you judge me on the chapter of my story that you walked in on. You don't know how good God has been to me. And if God has been as good to you as he's been to me, you might act just like me in church on Sunday morning. It is a reflective praise. It is a praise that acknowledges the Lord for his goodness. It acknowledges the Lord for his faithfulness down through the years. It's not throwback Thursday, but it is a throwback praise. Now, this psalm was written by the great King David, and it's only titled this, a psalm of praise, a psalm of David that is a psalm of praise. We don't know for sure the circumstances of when it was written. We don't know the background of this text, but we do understand this. David knew firsthand of the goodness of God. He understood the grace of God. He understood what it was to be elevated and raised up and taken through tough times and chosen in very unlikely situations. He knew what it was to have God giving victory over giants and, and, and lead him through desert places and lead him through impossible seasons. So David here has a firsthand revelation of the grace and the goodness and the deliverance of God. He, David knew that God had been good to him. Punch your neighbor and ask him, say, do you know how good God has been to you? Yeah, yeah, do you realize it this morning? Do you realize that you're only sitting here because of a good God? See, see I don't need somebody to tell me God is good. I know that God is good. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't have to jump on YouTube and find somebody's testimony. It may encourage me, but at the end of the day, I know how good God has been to me. 
Oh, come on, put your hand on your chest and say, he's been good to me. Yeah, if nobody else in the room can bless him, I can bless his holy name. If nobody else in the room can magnify him, I can lose my mind in a minute giving God praise when I think of where he brought me from, where I would have been, could have been, and should have been, but here I am today. I am a living witness that God is good. Hallelujah. We don't praise the Lord because someone has told us God is good. We praise the Lord because we know firsthand that God is good. I know firsthand that God is good. I know firsthand that God is good. I know he's a way maker and a miracle worker and a body healer and a soul saver. Man, he's a, he, he's a door opener. He's a, he's a child redeemer. I know that he's good. I know that he'll make a way. I I know that he'll I know that he'll rebuke the enemy I know that he'll hold back the forces of hell I know that he'll heal cancer I know that he'll save my children I, I know it if you know it come on and give him a praise right now I, I get I get weary sometimes when I come to church and I feel like worship leaders are more like cheerleaders where they have to beg people to praise the Lord. But this Barack praise, it doesn't manifest because somebody had to convince you or coerce you or manipulate you into worship. You just bring this praise because you know firsthand God has been good to me. Hallelujah. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. David wrote this text, theologians believe, a little bit later in his life. He's no longer a spring chicken. He, he, he's lived a while. But all that living had showed him how good God had been. All those days that he had made it through had showed him how faithful the Lord had been. And he has a keen sense of his sin and the preciousness of his pardon. So he's overcome at this stage in his life with the majesty and wonder and royalty and goodness of God. And to me, this entire text represents David's throwback praise. This is not an anticipation praise. This is a praise based on what God has already done with confidence that God who did it before can do it again. But it's a praise acknowledging the goodness of God in the past. David is old, y'all. He's probably silver-haired now. He's getting to the end of his life. And maybe his body had been weaker, but his praise was stronger than it has ever been. See, I want my praise to get more radical. I want my praise to get more thorough. I want to get more, I want to get more crazy as I get older about the goodness of the Lord. If you're looking for Pastor Ready to calm down, it's never going to happen. If you're looking for me to have that day where you come in and say, oh, there Pastor is, he's just easy now. No, I'm going to be pushing you at 80 years old. Come on, somebody, because you'll be 100. Can I get a witness? How many of you say, I want a pastor that will press me into the things of God? I want to experience the Lord. If there ever comes a day when you think I'm going to calm down, I'll never calm down. I'll never be quiet because the longer I serve him, the sweeter he gets to me. Is there anybody that wants to love him more and praise him more as you get older? I believe the longer you serve the Lord, the greater your awareness of God ought to be.
I worry about preachers, the frozen chosen, who lead the frozen chosen. I worry about ministers who won't praise the Lord. I worry about Christians who get bitter and hard. Man, I've been in churches before preaching and they were so dead, I smelled the embalming fluid when I came through the door. Come on. Nobody would praise the Lord and nobody would worship the Lord. But I believe that we're in a church today where you know that God has been good to you. Tell your neighbor, don't lose your praise. Yeah, yeah. And through the years, I've lost some friends. I've lost some opportunities. I've lost some open doors. But let me tell you what I did never lose. I never lost my praise. When you remember the goodness of God, it will shift your season. When you remember how to praise the Lord, you'll know that God will show up. David could bring the Lord a throwback praise. Sometimes you need to just look back and bring God a throwback praise. Once in a while, you need to just bring God a throwback praise saying, God, I'm going to thank you for what you've already done. Can we, before I even get into the crux of this teaching, can somebody on your row right now bring God a throwback praise? Come on. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is the throwback row praise. Yeah, this is the throwback praise row. How about this? This is the throwback praise row. I don't know about the row in front of me. I can't tell you about the row behind me. I can't tell you about the folks across the aisle. But this row right here can look back at the goodness of Jesus. You don't have to beg me to clap. I don't need an organ. I don't need a microphone. I don't need a light. I don't need a... Oh, hallelujah. Y'all about to make me feel like preaching up in here. I look back on the goodness of God and I remember his faithfulness in my life. Now I want you to write this down. Remembering your comeback releases your throwback praise. Think about the time when you had a setback, when it didn't look good. But in the middle of that setback, you rehearsed the throwback, and God gave you a comeback. Hallelujah. Your comeback is in your praise. Your comeback is in attracting God. Hallelujah. Now, the question is, how did David remain a praiser? How did he remain in hot pursuit of God, even as an old man? How did he remain this person of prolific and powerful praise? And the Bible says in Psalms 103, he begins to rehearse this throwback praise, and it is revealed. He said to himself, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, somebody say all, all his benefits. Now, I see a couple of truths here in this early part of this chapter. David at the inception begins with the words, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord is this word I was telling you about Barak. And David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. It was as if David looked at his soul and said, now soul, you are going to bless the Lord. You're not going to be overcome by your circumstances, your situations, or your dilemmas, but soul, you are going to praise the Lord. Now what is your soul? We're made up of three parts. We're made up of, of, of body, soul, and spirit. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. David said, I'm telling my mind to praise the Lord. I'm telling my will to praise the Lord. I'm telling myself to get emotional about the things of God. David is commanding his soul to praise the Lord. If you're not careful, life will rob you of your praise. 
if you're not careful, issues will try to suck the worship right out of you. But that's when you got to say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Sometimes you don't feel like praising him. Sometimes your circumstances don't seem like they're apropos for you to praise the Lord. But when you make up in your mind that you're going to praise the Lord, that's when you're set up for the breakthrough that God wants to manifest in your life. David said, so you got to praise him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all. Somebody say all. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Don't come in here half-stepping. Don't come in here half-praising. Don't come in here acting like he's not worthy of all the praise that you've got. David said, give it all to him. Sometimes, 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 sometimes you need to come to church and, and, and really praise him so radically that maybe it's a little deeper place than you've ever been. I come from the old school where you would watch people praise until they sweat up a suit. You'd watch people praise, come on somebody, until they, they, they their, their makeup looked like raccoon eyes. Can I get a witness? Where, where we come and we got broke down in the presence of God. But I'm afraid we've become so correct now that we want people to come in and never experience anything because we've got to be done in 55 minutes and we don't want any supernatural manifestation. But listen, let me tell you, God ain't moving in that midst, but where he can find a people who will bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Let me tell you something. People may not like your shout, but you ain't shouting for them. They may not like your dance, but you're not dancing for them. They may not like your hallelujah, but there your hallelujah ain't got nothing to do with them. I was dancing when you got here. I'll be dancing when you leave. Oh, people may not like your praise, but they didn't do for you what Jesus did for you. They didn't make a way right out of no way. Can somebody right now give God a little bit of praise? Can you, can you give him a... Oh, is there something inside of you that just wells right up and you just have to say, God, let me give you a throwback praise because you've been a real good God. What I love about David, David said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all, somebody say all, that is within me. I love the, 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 the Hebrew overtones from the original text because all in this text from the Hebrew form, it literally means to be eaten up with praise. It literally means to be eaten up with the goodness of God. So you can tell a lot about somebody by what eats them up in their life. Some people are eaten up with success. Some are eaten up with social media. Some are eaten up with trouble. Some are eaten up with getting a man. Some are eating up with getting a woman. Huh, it's quiet in here. Come on now. Some are eating up with, with sex. Some are eating up with guilt. Some are eating up with the past. Some are eating up with addiction. But David said it's time to get eat up with the goodness of God. As long as you stay eat up with God, the cares of life will never eat you up. Maybe you've been eat up with problems. Maybe you've been eat up with addiction. But tell your neighbor, I'm getting eat up with God. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting eat up with the goodness of God. Now, now, now David said here in the second 
second verse, watch this precious. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. David said, I'm old now, but I can stand and rehearse and say that God has been good to me. He said, forget not. Now, forget not in the Hebrew, it says, don't ignore. Don't ignore what God has already done. As you look forward at what you need God to do, don't ignore what he's already done. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I said, as you look forward to what you need God to do, don't ignore what he's already done. His track record is good. You can count on him. You can depend on him. Your friends will let you down. Your friends are good one day and raunch you to you the next. Come on. Your friends love you as long as you got money and you're taking them out and you're paying the way. But then when times get tough, they don't even text you back. But I'm glad that God ain't like people. God is good all the time and all the time. I said God is good all the time and all the time. He said, don't ignore what I've already done. Don't ignore what I've already brought you out of. Don't ignore how many doors I've already opened for you. Don't ignore the giants I've already helped you to kill. Don't ignore the ways that I've already made a way for you. Don't ignore the sin that I brought you out of. Don't ignore the times that I heal sickness in your body. Don't you ignore what I've already done because the key to your next season is remembering how good God has already been to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't forget to remember. Now, here's what he said. He said, he said in the text, he said, forget not his benefits. Now, the word benefit in verse 2 can be defined as bountiful blessings. One of my favorite preachers has gone on to be with the Lord, Bishop G.E. Patterson from the Church of God in Christ. Man, I will watch him today on YouTube and fall out in the Holy Ghost. But he had a broadcast called Bountiful Blessings. And let me tell you something. There have been some bountiful blessings that have manifested in your life. You are more blessed than you deserve to be. Oh, now we're just sitting here and we're being cute and we're acting like, yeah, Pastor Ellie, I deserve everything I got. No, you just like me. You are a testimony of the goodness and grace of God and God has brought you further than you ought to have gone and you are a living witness that God's bountiful blessings are present in your life. Has God blessed you beyond what you deserved? Bountiful means more than enough. Bountiful means to be excess. Has God blessed anybody excessively? Come on. I dare you right now. Bring him a little praise if he's blessed you bountifully. Mm. Oh, we want to bring God sometimes a cute little praise when he's been a big, big God in our life. Why don't you bring a, a big praise to a God that's done big things for you? Mm. Oh, man, y'all, I'm trying to just teach this thing, but I keep feeling it just welling up inside of me, and I feel a shout in my mouth over the goodness of the in my life. Bountifully blessed. Tell your neighbor, I'm bountifully blessed. Whew. Don't forget to remember God's bountiful blessings in your life, and you'll never run out of praise. Huh? When you get up and you're feeling bitter, you're feeling angry because things are not going in that moment the way you want them to go, all you need to do is look back at what God has already done and you will never run out of praise. 
the truth is, has God been so good to you that if he never done anything else, what he's already done is enough and you could praise him every day as long as you live? Can I get a witness in this house? I dare you right now, go ahead on and praise him for what he's already done. He has dealt bountifully with you. Now, now, what I love about David is when you read the writings of David, David was not a dumb man. David was a smart brother. He was an intellectual brother. He was very creative. Like I said, he was a Renaissance man. He was a worshiper and a warrior. He would kill you and then write a song about it. Come on, somebody. You remember when Naaman got on his nerve? That fellow Naaman is a very foolish man. I'm going to rip out his heart and watch it beat in my hand. Come on, somebody. David was a warrior and a worshiper. David was a renaissance man, but let me tell you about David. David understood how to lead. David was a poet. He was a gifted leader. He was incredibly creative, but make no mistake about it, David was a rational man. David was not crazy, and he had rational reasons to bring God radical praise. People will look at you in church and say, you are crazy for acting like that. You know, there was a several months ago that church was over, and I was coming back in from meeting our guest, and I looked, and laying in the aisle was a piece of somebody's weave. I posted it on Instagram and I said, it has finally happened. Somebody shouted their hair right off of their head. And that may have seemed irrational to you. There are people that won't come to Calvary because of our radical praise. There are people who don't like this church because we are loud, we are rowdy, we, we, we get excited, we clap, we shout, we dance. We are too much for them. And it seems irrational the way that we act. But David says, I have rational reasons for my radical praise. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I have rational reasons for my radical praise if you understood my story if you knew where God had brought me from if you knew me five years ago you would understand why I got to praise him like I got to praise him if you knew what my family has been through if you knew how I was raised it may seem irrational to you but my shout makes perfect sense to me for folks like you and me, praise is automatic. And what would seem irrational to us is not to praise the Lord. To sit in church like this and say hallelujah, thank you Jesus, and to never move, that seems irrational to us. To sit there and try to be deep and act like we got it going on and never give God praise and be disgusted because Joey Jojo Shabadoo is shouting over here and why is she, if I'm not gonna sit by Tangela anymore because Tangela drives me crazy. She's standing up. Ain't she security? Why don't she act like security up in here? Why is she always trying to praise the Lord? See, it seems irrational to somebody who has forgotten how good God has been to them. But when you understand how good God has been to you, can't nobody stop you from praising the Lord. It's irrational for you to stand there. It is crazy for you to have to be begged to worship the Lord. Ha! 
Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, my praise is rational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My shout is rational. When I give God glory, it is very rational. I'm not dumb. I'm intellectual. I have a degree, but I can still praise him. I have a title, but I can still praise him. I got a car, but I can I can still run in church. I, I got a business, but I can still praise him. My God, one, two, three, give him praise. I hear you, Holy Ghost. This may seem too much, but the Lord said there's about five or six of you that want to run around the building. We had not had it in a minute. One, two, three, if you need to run, just get out and run right now. Stop saying it's irrational, baby. God has been good. Y'all be seated. Lord, have mercy. I'm trying to do this, but there is. Somebody may better come get me. I'm about to feel something getting inside of me and I can't help myself but bless the Lord. My praise makes sense to me. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say you can just sit there if you want to, but my praise makes sense to me. One, two, three, give God a praise. gonna give you 30 seconds come on if you need to praise the Lord give him praise right now come on 15 seconds come on come on come on come on come on come on 10 seconds nine eight five four three two Y'all sit down. David knew how to praise the Lord. David understood the power of praise. David was a worshiper before he was anything else. I'm about to... I said David was a worshiper before he was anything else. You trying to be this and that, but you ain't learned that you gotta be a worshiper first. David was in the, in the shepherd's field. He was a worshiper. Come on, the glory lifted off of Saul, the king, and, and, and the prophet was mourning over him. And the Lord said, how long you gonna mourn over Saul? I got me somebody who's blowing me kisses and singing me love songs. He may be underqualified in your eyes, but he's a worshiper. And you know what happened? David received that anointing and in 10 verses, he winds up in the palace. But check it out, it was worship that opened the door because the king needed somebody to come and worship in his presence. I wanna tell you something, he only did what in the palace, what he had done in the pasture. Don't you let promotion rob you of your worship. I dare you right now, if God is worthy, give him some glory in the house.
I got a degree, but I can worship. I got a title, but I can worship. I got a denominational card, but I can worship. Come on, I might be a bishop, but I can worship. Is there anybody here you still know how to worship? So, so here's the deal. Your praise makes sense to you when it makes sense to absolutely nobody else because you know. Now watch this. I'm going to move quickly through here because y'all trying to... Y'all trying to turn this into a radical praise service and I think before I quit, it's going to happen. So why did David praise the Lord? Watch this. Number three, verse three, who forgives all your sin, your iniquities, and heals all your diseases. So David said, I got to praise him because he forgave me of all my sins. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about all the sin that your friends know about, that your neighbor knows about, that your mom and them know about, that, that Pookie and them know about. Come on. I want you to think of all the sin that everybody knows about that you did, but yet you know that you for, you're forgiven. I dare you to praise the Lord if you're glad that it don't matter what they say. They may know what you did, but how about this? What about the sin that you don't want nobody to know about? What about the sin that nobody has any idea that you did it when you were by yourself or when you connected somewhere, when you had that hookup? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I dare you right now, begin to praise the Lord for all the sin that is on the blood that you don't even want nobody to know that you did. Thank God. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. Now listen, we know, we're intellectual people. We understand that God heals and he uses scientific methods. He uses natural methods, but God also uses supernatural methods. He still heals. I said he still heals. I want everybody that ever had a cancer diagnosis in your life, but today you're healed. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Come on. Everybody that had a cancer diagnosis, but today you're healed. I wish you would praise the Lord right now. I wish you would praise the Lord right now. Mama, I remember. Y'all be seated. I remember mom right here. I baptized her last week. She's been saved forever. But this is, this is Mama Flo. And Mama Flo asked me to baptize her. And you don't tell Mama Flo no. Can I get a witness? I don't usually baptize people. When Mama Flo says baptize, you say yes, Mama Flo. But let me tell you, about a year ago, or a little bit more, Mama, you had cancer in your blood. You were going to Moffitt. They were telling you stage four. They were saying all kind of bad reports that it couldn't be taken care of in the natural realm but there was a night that we had a healing service here we called her forward God touched her that night within just a couple of weeks she went back and every bit of that cancer was gone there's a healer in the house today I said there's a healer in the house today 
Where's my daughter at? Come here, honey. Come here right here. Come here, help her get out. Come here, I remember. I remember you. I remember you. I remember you. Look how pretty and sweet this girl is. I remember the night that you came forward. You couldn't even stand on your feet. I remember you were eat up with lupus. I remember you were struggling. I remember you were sick, 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 sick. I watched you fall out here. I watched you get up again. I watched you fall out again. They took her to the emergency room that night because you got sick, right? And she got sick that night after we prayed for her. So the doctors were doing tests on her and said, you just caught some little something. You came in here. We've been trying to check you since you got here, but your lupus is gone. Look at her now. I said, look at her now. God allowed her to have discomfort that night so she could go to the emergency room and find out that all of her lupus was gone. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, you just stand there if you want to, but I'm not gonna let her praise God by herself. Let me shout, let me dance. I tell you, God will heal you right now. He'll heal your body right now. He'll dry that tumor up right now. He'll regulate that blood pressure right now. He'll heal diabetes right now. Somebody give him praise if you believe it. Y'all sit down, hallelujah. My God, y'all are in today. I said, y'all are in today. Somebody came to praise him today. Somebody's got a throwback praise in this house. And then he said, who redeems your life from destruction, verse 4, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. The word redeem there, I'm still trying to teach this. But we... <laughs> redeem is actually akin to the words kinsman redeemer in the Bible. Now we know who study the word of the Lord that Jesus is our kinsman redeemer from the book of Ruth. Now, the kinsman redeemer, he, he had this responsibility. He restores right, he restores rights, he avenges wrongs, and he delivers and rescues. So the Bible said he redeems your life. That means he restored your rights. You are out of fellowship with the Lord, but he redeemed your rights. He avenges your wrongs, and he delivers and rescues. Is there anybody here that could be like David and say, God, thank you that you restored my rights, you've avenged my wrongs, and more than once you have delivered and rescued me. And then verse four, he said, who crowns your life, watch this, with loving kindness and tender mercies. Here's what I love about this text, precious. It says here that he crowns your life with loving kindness and tender mercies. The implication here is David said, God has not just been kind to me. He's been lovingly kind to me. He didn't just show me mercy. He's shown me 
tender mercy. His kindness and mercy is not from a sense of duty or obligation. See, there's some people who will be nice to you, but they are nice to you because they are obligated to be nice to you. They'll lose their job if they're not nice to you. You ain't saying nothing. There's some people that my granny would call them nice nasty. Any, any, any Southern folk understand the term nice nasty. Have you ever dealt with folk that were nice nasty? Come on. They were nice to you, but you could tell they were gritting their teeth. You could tell they really didn't care nothing about you. You could tell that they had a little issue with you. You could tell that they really didn't like you, but they were obligated to be nice to you. See, I'm in a place in my life where I need real friends. I'm in a place in my life where I want some real relationships. I don't want you just to be next to me because of what you can think you can get from me. But what I love about this, this text, it says he crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercy. He wasn't nice, nasty. He was good to me because he loved me. Now listen, tender mercies is a very powerful term in the, in the Hebrew. It literally means to be, to be physically kind to someone, not in a sexual way, but in the sense that, that, that the Lord himself sees you in the morning and he wants to say, hey, bud, how you doing? I love you. I just want to give you a big hug. I just like to hug your neck. Come on, man. Let me hug your neck. Come on. Just hug you. Glory to God. I love you, son. I love this. It's Anderson right here. And see, I'm a spiritual father to these guys. So I tell you, Anderson, you're going to do great things. I'm proud of you, Anderson. I'm, on, I'm fighting for you, buddy. I got your back, son. I'm going to be with you all the time. You can count on me because I love you. Let me tell you, isn't it good to know we got a God who'll get up in the morning, come on daughter, and give a hug and say I'm with you daughter. I'm on your side. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. I'm on your side. I dare somebody right now who's thankful for the loving kindness of the Lord. Come on and give him praise right now. Come on and give him glory right now. Now watch this, watch this, and I'm gonna get ready to close, but the Bible says, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The word good there means pleasant, excellent, valuable, kind, prosperous, wealth bringing, and all that is best for me. The Bible said he renews you like the eagle. He satisfies your mouth with good things. Somebody say good things. If you believe good things are coming, why don't you give the Lord a praise right now? This may come as a surprise to y'all, but I really do love fried chicken. How many of y'all understood that in 20 years, 21 years? Many of y'all been with me for, de for the whole time, but a lot of y'all been with me 10, 15 years. Y'all know I, ain't, I love fried chicken. I don't get a lot of it but I believe in it. It's good. And if I'm eating fried chicken, I'm eating the skin. Don't you eat no chicken with me and pull your skin off. I eat your skin and mine. Come on. Let me, let me tell you. I adopt, we adopted Peyton. 
He's our little guy. We adopted him out of foster care. He's 13 years old now. And he's Rayleigh through and through. Come on, just like my girls. They all Rayleigh's. They all expensive. <laughs> but you know how I knew he was mine? There was one night we were letting him stay with us a little bit, trying to work this thing out. He came from a horrific situation. We're riding in the car, and he's just a little guy. We got, he got his car seat, and we ride by Popeye's. He sits up, and he goes, ooh. He goes, that is the best whistle want ever. I said, don't, that's it. That's my child right there. He just said, Popeye's is the best restaurant ever. How do you know when you're a son? How do you know when you're a daughter? When you begin to desire the things that the Father wants you to desire? I dare somebody right now, are you desiring the goodness of the Lord? Come on, if he satisfied you with good things, give him praise. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Here's what I've come to understand. Here's what I've come to know. Bitterness makes you old, but praise keeps you young. Bitterness ages you, but praise keeps you young. Praise is Botox to the soul. Ain't that good? I never had Botox before. Pastor Troy told me about it. Come on. So the Bible says here, bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Verse 20. Verse 21 says, bless the Lord, all you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Come on, bring me verse 21 up there or is that the whole thing you say you ought to know you're preaching it again no there it is bless the lord all you who's his host you ministers of his who do his pleasure now bring that last verse come on i want to see it on the screen guys bless the lord all his works in all places of his dimension dominion bless the lord Oh, my soul. So I want you to see David now. He's an old man. Not a shepherd anymore. Not fighting the way he used to fight. But now he's sitting and he's riding. And he says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, and forget not his benefits, his bountiful blessings I once was young now I'm old 
but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread David is having a throwback moment nobody there but him this praise is personal it's a praise reflecting on how good God has been to it and he gets overcome by the favor and goodness of the Lord I dare you to stand up right now look at your neighbor and just tell your neighbor say neighbor say I don't know about you I don't know about you Say, but I got a throwback praise inside of me. I got a throwback praise inside of me. I got a clap that I ought to give him. I got a shout I ought to give him. I got a dance I ought to give him. If you got a throwback praise, come on, bring him up a rock right now. Go ahead and praise him according to his excellent greatness. What if remembering how good God had been opened up your next season of breakthrough? What if rehearsing the goodness of the Lord? Don't what if it, if we just look back? Come here, babe. Think about where we've come from. Think about when we didn't have money for groceries. We didn't have money to get our teeth fixed. Remember when our air broke and we had a newborn baby in the middle of the summer. We had no money to fix nothing. I look back And I got a throwback praise. Honey, that's, that's just some of the stuff I can tell you. There's some stuff I can't even tell you. But tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if you need to be cute, say, you go ahead and be cute. But not me. Not me. I got a praise inside of me right now. I, come on, look back at where God has already brought you from. Look back at the faithfulness of the Lord in your life. Come on, look back at the mountains you've climbed and the valleys you made it through. Give the Lord a praise. Bless the Lord. Somebody bring him a throwback praise right now and sing.
let, let me, let me, let, I want Don to rehearse this story. And, and then we're just going to see what God does. I feel like there's something supernatural about to be unleashed in this house right now. Uh, there's something happen, that happens when you remember the goodness of the Lord. Because something about rehearsing the goodness of the Lord and where he's brought you from brings him in your presence and he moves right now. Babe, share that story. I, I got under, years ago I was this young preacher. I had a mullet. Come on. That means I had business in the front and a party in the back. Come on. And there was a, there was a leader in our church that rose up against me. And I was just this young preacher doing the best that I knew to do. My dad had lost his vision. And I'm talking about his physical vision. He had battled cancer. And I'm this, this kid trying to hold it all together. And this pastor, in a, this, this, this deacon in an elder meeting called me out and literally devastated me. I remember I sat there. You, you can't imagine it now because it doesn't seem like pastor would be that way. I wept and cried. It, it hurt me so bad. You can go ahead and take it up on that. This is, I just told him, I said, this is something that just kept coming to me as he was preaching. You know, God's brought some things, I'm sure, to your mind that over the years that you can praise him for, as pastor's been talking. But it was in that moment that um, we were very young in the ministry. And I mean, I was so reserved. I had never danced. I had never praised God like that at all, you know. And we had actually, like he said, he had been attacked and kind of accused, you know. And the wild thing about it was, see, when you've been married a long time, you help each other tell the story. But that happened to me on a Friday night. Yeah. We, came, we came to Daytona to yeah. preach at a little church. bitty church. Yep. And all the way there, I told Don, I'm quitting. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was really an attack against our purpose, you know, to get us to quit. And so I just remember coming out that Sunday morning, and I was probably 19 or 20, because I got married young, y'all. But uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. I remember coming out and standing on the front row with these little kids. I was doing the uh, little kids church, you know, and I thought today I'm going to bring them in, and I'm going to we're going to sit in the front row and be a part of worship. And so um, they were up there leading worship, and I look up there, and that guy that had caused the pain was in the choir. <laughs> and so he was, Charles like, why should I get me? <laughs> but he was, um, so you know, he was just staring at me, and you know, you're you're just seeing that, you know, when you've been hurt, and you're, you're in that situation, and I'm just like frozen and feeling all those feelings. And I heard the Lord say, just take a step out. Just take a step out. I heard that clear by the Spirit of God. And I mean, I, I never got up and shouted and danced like that in church. I never, ever had ever experienced the power of God like that. But I clearly said, heard the Lord say, step out. I'm still on the front row. So to me, that meant to take a step out like this. And so I did, I took a step out in the face of all that and the power of God hit me. <laughs> and I gave forth such a praise. I mean, such a radical praise. It was, I mean, he just hit me. I shouted all over that place. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even know what had happened until the end, but the whole church broke out. like. 
Everybody got free in that house. It was from the front to the back. People shouted the power and the fire of God just fell in that place. And I don't know, I just thought about that as he was preaching about that throwback praise. And I guess the Lord was just saying, just remember when you're face to face with the enemy. If you'll just step out and praise me, I will show up. I will set you free. I will silence his voice. I will put him to shame. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Hallelujah. And I praise him today for every time he's brought me through, every attack, every season, every sickness. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let us never forget the places, the trials, the things that he has brought us through and taught us over the years. Amen. Now let me say this, isn't it something, stay here baby, isn't it something uh, that I got under that attack, I drove into Daytona and Ormond Beach to preach that night, telling Dawn all the way here, I'm gonna quit. I'm resigning tomorrow. I'm gonna quit the ministry. I'm done with this, this is too much. This is too hard, you remember? I said, maybe I'll get to travel, maybe some doors will open, but I'm done with the ministry. But yet I'm coming into Daytona. I'm in the middle of my fight when I'm coming into Daytona, not realizing that the breakthroughs of my life would manifest in Daytona Beach. The place where I talked about quitting is the place where I now possess the land. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. The place I talked about quitting is now the place where I possess the land. I challenge you right now. The place where you're thinking about quitting, that's the place you're going to possess the land. Give God a crazy praise right now. Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.